everyone. This is Headcase. I am here with Lindsay Metzler from We Met at Acme. It's a podcast on dating in New York or millennial dating in New York. Yes. What is up? This is so cool. I love the studio. Thank you. I'm so happy to have you on. Do I sound like I'm too close to the mic? No, you sound fine. Okay. Yeah, you're good. Okay. Um, I know it kind of is loud. Um, So you are a native New Yorker. I am. And you started Lindsay's Lunchbox. Mm -hmm. What is Lindsay's Lunchbox? Lindsay's Lunchbox is a social media consulting company. Okay. And I work with a few different clients on a monthly retainer, and Mm -hmm. I do their social media, so their Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. That's amazing. And you have a food Instagram? I have a food Instagram. I'm one of those, but I hate (laughs) the word foodie. Yeah, no. It's just like trash. Yeah. But I have an Instagram where I post food so it doesn't like coincide with my like right. personal Instagram. And it's called Don't Expect Salads. Oh, I love that. I hate salads. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, okay, so you started We Met at Acme in what year? I started We Met at Acme in it honestly sounds ancient ancient at this point, but 2017. Oh, really? Isn't that insane? That's not even that long ago, though. But it's long for a podcast. Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm shocked how much it's grown since I first heard about it. Yeah, you've been a supporter from like the beginning. I love it. It's so good. The polls that you do on your Instagram account every day are amazing. I'm always thinking of new ones. I'm thinking of some right now. Yeah, they're great. Um, So I noticed, I reached out to you because I noticed you, especially around the time where there was like a bunch of celebrity suicides and things like that, people started talking about mental health a lot more. Mm -hmm. And I noticed you started posting a lot about therapy and things like that and how mental health and relationships coincide and everything. So what what kind of sparked that for you to like get into? Yeah. Well, I used to be kind of like one of those anti-therapy people. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I don't need therapy. I'm perfect. And, you know, my therapist would just feel so awkward because I'm so perfect. And, <laughs> like, it's just it's just unnecessary. Like, how can they help me? <laughs> right. Like, what a waste of time. Like, I should help them. Yeah. Um, and – but at the same time, I had a really short fuse. Mm-hmm. And I was getting – I had, like, anger inside of me. And there were relationships in my life – that were permanent, whether they were like family or longtime friends that I struggled with from time to time. And so I kind of just said, fuck it one day. And I went to see a therapist and it really, really changed so much of my life and my self-awareness. And like, I'm not by any means cured today, but that was like, you know. It's a process. Yeah, that was like five or six years ago. And and I just learned so much and I was so helped by therapy that when I had this platform for my podcast, I wanted other people listening to know that like, you know, therapy is great and we should normalize it because – it's so important right. and it's not just like, oh, you just like, here's a pill and now you're fine. But it's like, we need to talk about these things. We Absolutely. need to like open up and we could get sick from holding things in, you yeah. know? So did you, were you diagnosed with anything specifically? That's a great question. I actually was not. Um, I 
However, I, so actually that's, that's wrong. Sorry. I, I always don't, I never like think of it as a mental illness, but I was depressed. Right. I had depression when I was 23. Okay. And, um, right around the time where I went into therapy, yeah. you know, I was just like too sad. You know, it's and, funny. I just read yeah. an article today about uh, how anger is like one of the major signs of depression. A hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. Um, and I was really angry and, you know, I'm, I still get angry, yeah. but like I was depressed. There was just no ifs, ands, or buts around it. I, it was like all of those, you know, commercials that are like, do you feel like you're drowning? Like, yeah. or like, do you feel like, I don't know if this is even a commercial, but this is how I felt. Like, yeah. I felt like I was in a room. It's definitely a commercial. <laughs> I was in a room and there were like people laughing and enjoying and like I was just like yeah. watching them as opposed to being able to. Right contribute to that and I just like I lost my like myself yeah Yeah. my spark and you know it wasn't random I was dumped and I got fired and I was living with my parents at the time so like no wonder right that's definitely a recipe for depression yeah um but I you know I went in and I didn't want to be told to like take an antidepressant and I was at mm-hmm. first um, I was told that but I was like I don't want to do this I'd rather like work through it in therapy yeah. and I worked really hard and, and was able to work through it and get a new job and get happy um, but that was that was a big part of like my initial therapy so you're not on any medication I'm not on any medication I don't really it's so controversial for me to say, I feel like, but I don't fully necessarily believe in medication. I mean, um, whatever works for you, I think. Exactly. You know? It's yeah. for me personally. I think other people definitely like might need it or benefit from it. Personally, I don't want to rely on anything. Like if yeah. I don't take my antidepressant that day, what am I going to be like? Right. Who knows? That's you know? That's true, yeah. Um, so you... Still see your the same therapist? I still no. So I I saw that therapist for like four years, and mm-hmm. then I just got a new one. Um, I would say like a year ago, maybe oh, a year okay. and a half ago. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So in going through all of that, it obviously, I mean, you were, had a breakup and all of that, so it affected your dating life. Yeah. And then is that sort of what made you start We Met at Acme? There was a lot of, yeah, there was a lot of time in between, but I would say, excuse me, that it definitely made me start to think about dating in a different way. And between that, that was my first rejection, that breakup. Yeah. Um, Between that, I would say maybe six or seven years ago. And now, um, first of all, I've been rejected many times in between. Yeah, we all have. Yeah. (laughs) But I've also rejected people. I've been, like, on every side of the dating spectrum. Spectrum, exactly. Um, And gone through so many different situations and scenarios Mm -hmm. that I feel as if, you know, now is finally the time where I can, like, talk about it and tell those those stories. That's amazing. So what do you think contributes to – a bad relationship when when it involves like a mental health issue for sure i think that there are you know a lot of men in particular but mm-hmm. people in general who would never work it out work on themselves see a therapist um 
or talk about issues that they have, whether it's, you know, their parents have gotten divorced mm-hmm. and they never dealt with it, or they have a mom issue or a dad issue or a sibling thing, yeah. um, or God forbid they lost a parent mm-hmm. or, you know, were really sick themselves. All of these things, um, at least for men, I yeah. think that, you know, go un untalked about and undealt with they come out in relationships and someone told me yesterday and it really freaked me out they said that the number one cause of women in like relationships dying is men killing them or something i really freaked me out i was like that's insane wow um but whether or not that's true if if there is any truth to it it comes from you know, men having a lot of problems they haven't dealt with yeah. and displacing that on their partner. Yeah. Um, and so I think that, you know, that is an issue that comes up is like displaced anger mm-hmm. and a lot of things from our childhood will come up that we haven't dealt with. Yeah. Like, for example, exactly. Like if you felt like abandoned by your parents and then your partner like displays similar behavior then all of a sudden you feel like you're being abandoned by your parents again and Mm -hmm. like they're you know not in the mix to be take like to take it out on so you take it out on your partner or maybe you know there's just i would say almost every issue that you go through Mm -hmm. can translate into your relationship yeah so do you think it's important to work on yourself before getting into a relationship? I think it's really... Or simultaneous. For sure. I think it'd be, like, the best case scenario is that you're totally, you know, already, like, worked out when you meet someone. But that's pretty much impossible. I mean, we take, I would say, minimum 30 years to, like, form in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, Nor are we ever really fully formed. So... I think the best situation is when you can kind of grow together and work on your shit together, but, like, also by yourself. Meaning, like, it's just not – it's not like a super dependent situation, but you can still have a partner and still, like, be working on yourself. But you don't have to – I don't know. Like, you can do your own therapy, you know, before you want to do couples therapy. yeah. Have you ever done couples therapy? I've never done it. Um I don't think I've ever been in like in a relationship long enough post college right. to do it. Like the, my longest relationship post college was a year and a half, mm-hmm. um, and like I already knew that was over yeah. six months in. Isn't that interesting? So so interesting. <laughs> the dating span like time life is so short when you graduate. After it's, you graduate. It really is. Um, I had a boyfriend in high school for three years, and we didn't go to couples therapy because yeah. we were like high school sweethearts. Right. <laughs> Um, have you ever been to couples therapy? No. Mm-hmm. I can't really imagine. I mean, I guess I can only really picture going if I was like married. Right. And having issues. Oh, you just inspired a poll question. Yeah. I have to write yeah, it down. Yeah, do it. I um, mean, I could question, see like yeah. if you're maybe engaged or if you like have intimacy issues or something is going on that includes the both of you. It could be. I mean, maybe it's like a good thing that people should be in therapy together while they're married, even when the times are good. 
Yeah, I mean, instead of waiting for a problem, that's ideal because at the end of the day, with a couples therapist, it's just a mediator. Yeah, yeah, that's all it is. It's just someone like holding you accountable to listen. Right, to each other. Like, everyone should have a mediator, but I yeah. think when you bring it up, at least like to men, they're like, "What? Yeah, like it's doomed if you want right. to see a couples therapist." Right, because some you know some people. I mean, you see in movies and things, people suggest it so early on that. Yeah. It's interesting. I can't. I mean, I had a, a therapist on the other day, and he he does see couples. I didn't really get into it with him, but I'm curious as to how that goes down because it's like a whole other thing. I yeah, mean, I'm you have to be willing too. to get into like personal things with your significant other and it, things you may not have shared with them yet. Right. It's interesting. So true. Yeah. I never thought of it like that. Yeah. That makes me really want to go to a couple of I know. Be a fly on the wall. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. When's your birthday? Just curious. May 3rd. Oh, you're Taurus. Yes. Amazing. I love Taurus. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. Um. So, and you're Pisces? I'm a Libra. You're a Libra. Mm-hmm. Okay, I love Libras. Yeah. No, but I'm struggling in Pisces season. Right, you were because saying Because it's, that. you feel the, like, emotions of whatever sign yeah. is, is celebrating right now oh interesting mm-hmm. i'm not like that well versed in the in the zodiac thing mm-hmm. but i mean if i know like as much as i know about my own sign right right but that's interesting mm-hmm. and that makes sense because i totally believe in the mercury and retrograde thing though cause... yeah oh my god it's it's happening on tuesday i think oh great Monday? can't wait on the fifth <laughs> yeah can't wait it'll be Same. great Same. see what havoc is unleashed. Seriously. Um, so when it comes to breakups, this is like a big thing for me at least. Like I went through a really horrible breakup after college. Mm-hmm. Or actually it was junior year of college. So it was in the middle of college. But I was devastated to the point where it felt like you like lost someone. Like someone died. Right. Um, I was super depressed cried all the time and I think that really it took such a toll on my mental health but then I was I mean you get over it and you put the pieces back together I didn't really I don't know I I I think I actually did see my therapist a couple times post um breakup but it it's interesting to me like how how much breaking up with someone whether it's like a long long term relationship or it's someone you're just really into and they just ghost you or do something like that how that takes such a toll on your mental health right I mean and you talked about you went through a breakup in your own experience like right before you saw a therapist Mm -hmm. so what's your take on that like I think it's just really hard like we are all pretty delicate at the end of the day Mm -hmm. and like no matter how strong we you know appear to be Mm -hmm. it's really painful when someone is just like I don't not only do I not want to be with you, um, even if you're the one breaking up, yeah. you know, but I don't want you in my life anymore. Yeah. And it is a loss that you're mourning. Yeah. Like you're – you speak to someone every day. Yeah. And you see them almost every, you know, every day if you're in the same place. And you just – you go from like – everything to nothing yeah it's so crazy you know like there's no and, and there are people that don't and i don't understand that yeah. you know when people are just like i still talk to my ex every day i'm like then it's not your ex yeah. you know because 
your ex goes from a hundred to zero. Right. And you know, we might we might lose friends and things like that, but it kind of like fades, you know, it mm-hmm. fades slowly. Yeah. You don't just stop talking to a friend and that's it. Mm-hmm. You're at least, like, responding to their stories and this or that. But when it comes to dating, when it's over, you're you're literally not allowed to do that stuff. Yeah. Like, it's like a barrier. And it's the one person that you went to for all these things. and then Everything and like... everything reminds you of them and you have all these jokes. And, you know, if you're smart, you still have your close friends. Yeah. But... You don't have sex with them usually, yeah. you know, and you yeah. don't have this like really strong like feeling of love in the same way. Yeah. So totally. it's really hard. And and like if you're in your late 20s, usually a breakup is someone that like you really thought that you could spend the rest of your life with. Yeah, absolutely. So I wonder like you said the the men killing their significant others. Mm. I wonder if, and I've heard this before from um, a couple of people saying like there it's a man in a relationship can be so emotional and it comes out in like violent acts or like other ways because they don't release that emotion. And maybe it's because more women see therapists or more and less men like address their issues. Right. But, um, I wonder if maybe like that's why it's driven from some anger and jealousy and like heartbreak or whatever it is. If it was like infidelity is the reason that they murder their significant others. But I'm curious as to like what that if well, that's tied together. Mm-hmm. Like uh, what the reason they murder? Yeah, I mean you said it's like yeah. one of the biggest like, right. Well, again, like, this is something that I heard, so I don't know 100% if it's true. But I do think it definitely, you know, unresolved unresolved issues is a huge reason that men probably kill their significant others. Because think about, like, O.J. Simpson, for example, you know? Yeah. Like, they—I don't even think they were together at that time, but she was off— you know, with someone else, and that was enough to trigger him. Yeah. As opposed to being in touch with their emotions and saying, listen, it really hurt me that you're with this person. I just want to let you know how I feel so you can be more mindful of it or whatever you have to say, you know? But I feel like men's last option is to be emotionally honest and open yeah. So they just kill us. They just murder <laughs> us all. Do you think <laughs> do you think it's possible um my therapist once told me this like years ago that men take breakups really hard so they um that's why they always come back later. Mm. Cuz like you know that whole they always come back kind of phrase right. people throw around. They do. They um, really do. They really do though. Um so I'm curious, do you think that's true? Like do you I think it's true. I think that it really depends on how the breakup went right. and why it happened. Um I would say for a fact everyone anyone I've ever broken up with has a hundred percent come back. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the people that broke up with me, not so much. Yeah. I mean, like, they're still around, you know? Yeah. But I, they didn't come back wanting to date again. Right. They might have come back in different forms. Right. You know? It's interesting. Um, but I think, you know, I think if if you're dating someone and they were broken up with, mm-hmm. you need to be aware that yeah. they very very it's very possible that they might still be willing to be with that person that broke up with them yeah. you know what i mean yeah as fucked up as that is to say i mean it's it's interesting when you see like in going through breakups sometimes the women are super emotional right off the bat when there's a breakup right and the men just like hold it all and in. the men like go out and they're like i just want to yeah. get some pussy and they act like they don't care or like some dick if yeah okay. yeah um and then <laughs> like months you know, months later when the woman has finally moved on and grieved from, right. from like, day one of the breakup, the man is, like, in Ready shambles. And yeah. we're, like, bye. Yeah. You know, we already went through this. And then they were so over it by then. Mm-hmm. It's, it's weird because I have a friend who's going through a breakup now and he's still in shambles. And I'm like, it's been months. You need to. And who broke up with who? She broke up with him. Well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. It's it's very wild. But Why did they break up? Just curious. I think that she just wanted to explore her options mm-hmm. and wanted to just – she lives in different cities, like mm-hmm. long distance. Like there were right. a lot of factors involved. Mm-hmm. But I think – it's also like some, some people like aren't – appreciative of their relationships while they're in it and then when they yeah. break up they're like oh my god this person was amazing right and then you're like mm, were they or you just do you miss being in a relationship or do you miss the actual person right it's how do you figure that one out i wonder i have no idea because like you're always gonna think someone's amazing when yeah. you're when you're not with them right because you want what you can't have or you're just thinking about the good times and not right. the bad there's like selective amnesia mm-hmm. i guess it just takes being with other people to figure it out Right. Or maybe just time. Like, if you're still thinking about them yeah. a year later, then maybe there was something amazing. Yeah, totally. Um, well, How come you started going to therapy? I – so I've had ADHD my whole life. So mm-hmm. I started seeing a therapist for that reason then. But then I went to one – I started seeing one in 2017 um, after I had a concussion and suffered from, like, a lot of – anxiety and depression issues but they were kind of already there all those Mm. issues I just didn't really that I finally did something about it at that point but I I actually I can relate to like what you were saying where you felt like you were in that commercial where people are laughing and having a good time and you just like are it's like outside of your body Mm -hmm. so I felt like that a lot just like very uncomfortable with who I was and being like in my own body like people always expected things of me I feel like that I never really felt comfortable with and it was even going out or something I felt like why am I here Mm -hmm. and kind of pretending to enjoy yourself and wishing that you were anywhere but that one place right so I just decided to kind of figure it out and then mm-hmm. once I started unpacking it it made my life so much easier right it's weird how it works I and mean, people like it's crazy yeah and and people are really hesitant about therapy but I think 
it's probably because they just haven't found the right therapist for them. That or they don't want to talk about right. the real shit. Right. And once they do, mm-hmm. it makes all the difference. Because really there does. are these, like, there's some traumatic experiences you could have gone through as a kid that you don't even really remember. Yeah. But once you start going to therapy and figuring it out, you realize all of these things. And I figured out a lot about like how I work in a relationship based on going to therapy in the last couple of years. Cause I was in a relationship and I was like right. not happy. Yeah. And I mean, I had a concussion for most of it, so that might be why too. But I, yeah. but even leading up to the relationship, it was sort of like every day I would be like, why am I in this relationship? And Are you in a relationship now? No. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe I'll set you off. <laughs> Maybe. With your, <laughs> your, um, Zodiac matching. Yeah. Matchmaking skills. Yes. Are you in a relationship right now? I am. Yeah. Um, I am. And it's going well? It, you know, it's, um, it's an off day. I'll leave it at yeah. that. You know, there's never... I get it. Yeah, it's, it's hard for me. I, I like... I'm still really working on my controlling of my, you know, reactions to things Mm -hmm. and displaced anger stuff. And, like, we can have a really good day. And then, like, the next day I can, like, just fuck it all up. It's like the emotional intelligence thing. I've talked about it a few times, but Mm -hmm. I've been, like, learning about it more and more. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting how easily people just react based on like their emotion right as they're feeling it instead of yep. just taking a second taking a second is like the hardest thing it's in the, the hardest world. and yeah it's crazy i <clears throat> i'm just like not i'm not great at it even yeah. though i'm like in all these therapies to yeah. be good at it i wonder if it's because we all text so much and we have more time when we're texting to, like, mm. think about things before we we text them. I mean, people obviously, like, freak out over text messages, too. Right. But – and then when it comes to, like, a face-to-face interaction, you don't have that time. So you're just, like – you blurt out whatever you're feeling at the moment. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, it's just – I – yeah, I – um. I was going to say something. Hold on. Let me think. Um – Oh, yeah. I'm not great at, like, acting the opposite of how I feel, which is Mm -hmm. what you should do Mm -hmm. when you're feeling like you're going to have, like, a negative reaction to something. Yeah. You need to act the opposite because, like, you can't trust that, like, negative emotion. Right. You know? And I'm still, like, working on doing that. Um, But for the most part, like, my partner is incredible and amazing Mm -hmm. um and like i just similar to what we were just talking about about like how sometimes you don't realize that until you're out of the relationship like i'm trying to focus on that in the relationship yeah that's smart i mean you're also super busy it's really hard it's hard i mean i find it really hard to date and maybe that's why i'm single right now yeah i mean it's funny because i am super busy um and i have I would say right now I have plans up until, like, March 16th. Yeah. <laughs> but actually it's not true um, until March 19th. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but when I'm single, I'm really good at finding time for dates. Yeah. Because 
there's always, you know, if you have a dinner, yeah. you just grab a drink after, you true. know? It's also part of, like, your podcast research. Too. Right. It's true. Exactly. <laughs> like, when I was dating, before I met my boyfriend, it was all research. So yeah. it was like I wasn't making time to date. I was making time to continue doing work. Right. It wasn't, like, actually opening yourself up to mm-hmm. anything. I mean, how was that, like, separating actual what's kept kind of for your podcast and then kept private for you mm. and just, like, your emotions in it and how you're like, okay, wait, I have to turn this off and, like, get into, like, real Lindsay mode. And- yeah, that's a great question. Um, I I think, like, when I would notice that someone was developing feelings or when I was, I had to shut off, like business mode yeah and I had to be me and like there was one instance where I was dating someone who was definitely like developing strong feelings Mm -hmm. um and I'm not good at someone who like feels so strongly by like the third date yeah it's just like it's too much for me yeah for some reason um and I was dating this guy, and, like, he would, like, smile at me in, like, a way that, like, is, like, I want to be with you forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. when you can just tell like in the smile. peer into your soul. Yeah, like, he was just, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know exactly and, what you Yeah, and I, like, couldn't, I couldn't do it. And, like, it wasn't just the smiles. Like, it was the actions yeah. as well. Like, he would invite me, you know, he invited me to, like, a 10-course meal in, like, a townhouse, like, basement. Mm-hmm. Like, that was super expensive. And, like, by that point, I was like, you know what? I can't, I can't, like, go through with this for the research. Like, right. I, I can't go through with this unless I really feel for someone. Yeah. You it's know? like you can't let someone just, like, adore you when you're not right. feeling it back just because they have the means to and, like, they're. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You can't just, like, accept. You're a good person. <laughs> not everyone's like not that. every day <laughs> not everyone's like that though yeah you know like it's true lots of girls in new york would easily just oh for sure oh for sure and, I, and by the way like i've been that girl yeah. before it's like it's come from like learning and right. like growing it's not gonna make you I, happy in the end yeah like I, i'll never forget there was um an amazing disclosure concert mm-hmm. in at summer sage in central park and I was dating a guy, and I was doing the shitty stuff. This was before my podcast. Yeah. I was – so it wasn't research, but I was, like, basically leading him on, and it was fucked up. Mm-hmm. And actually before before this, um, he had invited me to Hamilton, original cast. Oh, wow. And I went – at that point, I, I liked him for sure. Like, yeah. I wasn't fucking around. But then, like, I, my feelings started to change, and, you know, I didn't think it was going to work out. But he invited me to this disclosure concert, and the tickets were sold out everywhere. There were no tickets yeah. on StubHub. Like, it was completely sold out. And he had gotten tickets, and he invited me, and I already knew that you weren't into I it. wasn't into yeah. it. And, and, in fact, so much so that I was going to end it. Right. Um, and I, I just think, like, if a if a woman or man, like, asked me this now, like, on Instagram, I'd be like, don't go to the concert. Like, yeah. Just let them bring a friend. Like, you don't want to, like, taint their memory. But, like, I went to the concert. And then I broke up with him after. And I, like, felt so bad about the whole thing. Yeah. Like, why did I do that to this poor guy, you know? Yeah, Um, I mean, I guess, guess, like, 
concerts come around and a guy with a concert will always come around and exactly. he might be the one you actually like exactly. so you gotta think of it that way 100% but I've I mean I've done that too where you're like mm-hmm. I guess like I'll go but it's also like oh it could be like a fun date maybe it'll like make you like him more once right, you get there and right. you're like enjoying this experience together right but, totally it's yeah. cause you have to be in like many different scenarios in order to know if you really like someone right I think it's easy in New York, especially every, there's a lot of people with wealth here and mm-hmm. and like people maybe that's why men get don't get married as uh, young here, but they just it's like they want to show you what they have mm. and you gotta kind of like step aside and take yourself out of that and strip away all the crap and see if, like, you actually like that person for who they are rather right. than, like, what they can give exactly. you. Exactly. And it's a fine line. <laughs> it's like, for sure. It's, like, very easy to see relationships on Instagram or something and you're like, well, this person's, like, got all this stuff and she really doesn't or vice versa. Like, right. are they in it for the right reasons? And they could very well be, but right. it's just you don't really know. Totally agree. So you grew up in New York. I grew up in New York. Where did you grow up? I was born in Manhattan. I grew up in Connecticut um, for most of my life. Well, I went away, like, to boarding school and all Mm -hmm, that. So mm -hmm. I I didn't really live at home very much. But um, how has that been different for you? Because it's – I mean, I even Mm -hmm. – I lived here partly in college, too. And it's just – it's a weird place to, to raise kids. Yeah, I actually, like, would love to raise my kids yeah. in New York. I think— I would, too, personally. For sure. I think, um, you know, as long as there's a place they can play, whether it's on the weekends or, you know, like a field or yeah. a park. somewhere um, green. <laughs> for sure. I, I think it's great, and it was really nice for me. I think it contributed a lot to, you know, my, my education really well, mm-hmm. and I feel— I feel like, I don't want to say intelligent, but I feel like I wouldn't be, think the way that I think Yeah. if I didn't, you know, grow up in, in New York. And I think it exposed me to a lot. Yeah. You're more and well-rounded and yeah, you have I everything think at your fingertips. For being, sure. And, yeah. I, and I see a lot of my family friends or, you know, people I know who grew up in like Long Island, for example, yeah. who don't even who are very close-minded and sheltered mm-hmm. and have not been exposed to the things that I've been exposed to like homelessness and other races and yeah. religions and like everything that the melting pot of New York has to offer yeah. whereas like if you come from a small town in Long Island like it's just a bunch of like white Jews with money yeah. um so I really appreciate New York for that reason. Um, but when it comes to dating, it makes me very, like, nitpicky, which mm-hmm. is annoying because I dated someone who had just moved to New York. And everything they came up with to do on our dates was, like, touristy yeah, shit. Yeah, the most, like, basic things you know? you've done. <laughs> yeah, and, like, I felt, I felt bad because I was, like, I'm not enjoying this. Yeah. And then, like, I have to change the... The whole thing, like, do I have to choose the dates now? Like, yeah. I kind of just want to be taken care of. So I totally I think, get that. Yeah, so I think I connect better with people. Not necessarily, you don't have to be in New York for so long, but that um, maybe are from another city. Yeah, that understand kind yeah. of what it's like to... Exactly. 
it's it's interesting like do you think growing up in New York has helped you kind of mature faster definitely definitely faster than I really wanted yeah um that isn't to say I'm I'm like super mature right. I, I have my very immature moments um you know as I mentioned with my reaction stuff still <laughs> but um I got to college and everyone was like oh my god beer like alcohol yeah and I was like I've been drinking and like going to teen clubs since I was 14 yeah like I don't care about the club. Yeah. Like, I've already done that. You're over you know? it. Um, yeah, I mean, I was in and out of New York my whole life, too, mm-hmm. so I can totally see that. For it's sure. Like, and do you think being that, like, your parents are from New York as well? And, yeah. And they're obviously exposed to all of the things you've been exposed to. I, mean, I know my, my parents both lived in New York, and my mom's from the Bronx and everything. So mm-hmm. do you think they kind of helped in – like you, you saw a therapist. Obviously, like you probably sought your parents' advice before going. For sure. Did they? Because a lot of parents. I mean, it, it seems to be. It seems to me in small towns, like it's less common, especially in the Midwest or like the South, where it's kind of swept under the rug, and they like kind of make you. Yeah. You know, go to your pastor or Oof. whoever yeah. to like seek like help your rabbi um right so do you do you find that just like your parents being new yorkers and all of this and they're they just are around it more that they're like totally all for yeah yeah my mom getting help for sure my mom's from brooklyn mm-hmm. um so she's like hardcore new yorker and i yeah. love that but my dad is from westchester so he's like you know he needed my mom to like unshelter him a little right. bit um but my parents have both been in and out of therapy for many years. Yeah. Um, you know, my dad's parents got divorced at, when he was 40, which was weird for him, I think. That's very random. Yeah, age, yeah. random. Um, so I'm pretty sure he saw a therapist then. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom lost her mom when, you know lost my grandma when she was only 62 or 64 so back in therapy for that and then like another you know just other things that like come up and that are helpful so they're very open they're very open about therapy and by the time I decided to get into therapy everyone in my family was already in it oh interesting Mm -hmm. see like I think that always makes a huge difference when like your family's already working on their own mental health they're they're much more inclined to push you to like do it yourself I agree but I was like wow um, obviously you guys are all in therapy like you're fucking nuts and I don't know why you have you think I have anything to do with you yeah you're like we're not actually related yeah like I don't need what what everyone else in my family needs yeah I mean I've always been like have I have a very close relationship with my mom so it's, Mm. it's really easy for me to get the advice and like she's all for whatever kind of therapy I need or doctors or anything. But I know for a lot of people, it's not like that. And I'm wondering if New York growing up in a city has impacted that, but also it could probably go the other way where it's like you, your parents are never really in the picture. Right. Right. And yeah. Kind of like, cause you do grow up pretty fast here. Yeah. I, and I would like just, you know, I'll be honest and say a lot of my friends, parents were not in the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so it almost like it, it annoyed me that yeah. my parents were always like trying to be involved in my life because yeah. I was like, that's not what happens here. Like right. no one, uh, no other parents care. Like, can you yeah. fuck off? Like, I don't have to call you. Right. And, like, but tell you where I'm going. Yeah. But now I appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate that because like I probably would have had some serious like abandonment issues yeah. if they weren't that way. Or like drug problems. Maybe. Yeah. Or a mix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so your current relationship, your boyfriend's not from New York, I'm assuming. He's from London. Okay. Yeah, so another oh, city. Oh, well, big city. Yeah, yeah. How's that dating, um, someone from another country? It's good. Um, it's funny. There are, every now and then there are things that, you know, jokes that he makes or, like, phrases he says that I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, that's. It makes no sense. That makes no sense. It's yeah. not even, like, funny. And he and like I know that if I were from London, like I would know that it was funny or know yeah. what it means. Um, but that doesn't really happen too often. I think we have like a very aligned sense of humor. We actually mm-hmm. just played this this um, really fun game a few nights ago with his roommates called Quiplash. Have you heard of it? No, I've never heard of it. It's really really cool. It's like this. Um, trivia game and it's on a screen and everyone like goes to a a website on their phone and then joins the game Mm -hmm. and then you plug in answers to questions and then they come up on the screen and each of you vote on them so it's like you're trying to be funny and like the funniest. So it's sort of like Cards Against Humanity but kind of yeah. I love trivia games. Love love and one of the questions was what's another use for gravy and, like, you're supposed to be sexual, you yeah. know, or, like, funny, whatever. So we both did lube um, oh as, like, the our answers without, like, seeing what the other person said. But mine, to be specific, was ass-eating lube, <laughs> and his was just lube. So I, I won the that The American one. version. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's amazing. You have to just know your audience. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's, so that's, like, that's interesting, actually, because there is, like, kind of a, I mean, obviously... You're, you're, they, you both live in New York, but yeah, still there's like a British, yeah. British oh, thing and then there's different... like, you know, there's other things too, like, um, as you may or may not know, like tipping is not a thing in Europe, yeah. So, like, I'm always like, why are you doing? No, like, he, he tips now. I mean, he's been here for like two and a half years, but I'm always like looking to make sure. I'm like, did he, yeah. under, did he understand this, yeah. this tip? Um, and then. Um, another thing is Americans, like, bring things when they go to someone's house. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, like, customary. But they don't do that. I I don't know if they don't do it in all of Europe, but they don't do it in London. Yeah. So, like, I'm always like, we have to get something. Like, we can't just show up empty-handed. And he's like, what? Like... What are you talking about? Yes, we do. We we show up empty-handed. Like, that's the way it works. I'm like, no, we have to get flowers. We have to get wine. We have to get this. Like, we have to bring something. You know, we have to send something. Have you been to London with him? I have, yeah. I went with him this summer. That's so fun. It was really great. I love London. It was awesome. It's so beautiful. So gorgeous. Especially in the summer. Yeah. Pretty much only in the summer. (laughs) Only in the summer, exactly. (laughs) Um, So what is his whole take on, like, you being in therapy? Yeah, I mean, he's never, like, brought it up in a way that, like, babe, I'm upset that you're in therapy. I think that he actually really likes it, and, you know, he knows my therapist is an advocate for for him. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
you know, like if we're in a fight and I happen to be walking into therapy in that moment, like I always leave therapy like made up with him yeah, because like she tells better. me, yeah, like she tells me like to say the right thing. He actually made a comment the other day. He was like, can we just cut out the middleman and I'll date your therapist? <laughs> that's hilarious. And I was like, honestly, yeah. I mean, that's interesting because like I know when I started seeing a therapist, it was in towards the end of my relationship and my ex would always ask me like, like, how was it? And I always got this sense that he, like, had a feeling I brought him up in therapy when I actually barely really talked about him Mm. in the beginning. It was mostly about, like, other things, like family and other outside sources. But he... But it was was weird. I could tell he was almost uncomfortable with it. Right. And some guys are just, like... Or girls, vice versa, who's ever in the relationship. and They shouldn't be. They should not be. I know. I mean, I think about it as, like, you're... You work out every day, and that's, like, an attractive quality for people who right. are dating. Like, why wouldn't you want to be with someone who's working on their brain? That's a really, really good point, actually. I like the way that you said that. Yeah. I also think, like, I would love for him to be in therapy. Mm-hmm. I think, like, if you find someone, you know, that's open to working on themselves in therapy, I, I don't I don't know if, you know, he'll ever want to because he's British, and that's, yeah. like, you only go to therapy if, like, you killed someone. Right. Um, but I have sometimes girls, which hopefully doesn't happen. In yeah, this, exactly. In this relationship. We keep calling yeah. about, talking about murder. <laughs> I had a, a woman message me the other day and she was like, you know, I had a great first date, but he talked about his therapist and like, I'm a little turned off and it was really hard for me not to like rip her a new asshole. Yeah. But I was like, you really should be appreciative that, like, this is someone who's working on themselves. Yeah. And, like, you should think of it as a positive, not a negative, you know? Right. And, I mean, I'm sure there's fine lines in the... I mean, therapists create boundaries with their patients. Right. And, like, you can't obviously rely on your therapist for every single emotion you're feeling. But, Mm -hmm. like, it is true that it does... It helps a relationship so much because you're... You don't put everything on your partner that you're feeling. And then... It is, like, you do feel better after you leave. So you always feel like, why am I even fighting with my partner? And they do help you, like, figure out how to respond and react and how to say things that, like, come from a good place. Mm -hmm. But it's it's weird to me that people are so turned off by it or weirded out by it. I think it's, like, I think maybe it's intimidating for people it's like why are you opening up to this stranger like technically that you don't know and then you're not like open with me but you inspired and just just here for that um (laughs) i mean it's like it's really it's really interesting i've thought about that a lot like and how people just are so turned off by it but i don't know if it's just because they're it's like you know, their own insecurities or they're just really yeah. I think confused. I I think maybe they're judgmental, maybe it's their insecurities, maybe they think it's like cheating. Mm-hmm. Not cheating like romantically cheating, but cheating like you get to talk to someone about the, these issues and I don't. Right. Type thing. Yeah, but it's saving the relationship in the end because mm-hmm. you can't First of all, you're in a relationship that doesn't mean it's unconditional love. So, like, right. you're, you're a therapist. You're paying them to listen to you. Right. So it's not like 
Like, if you start unloading everything onto your partner, like, they could instantly be like, okay, this is way too much for me. Like, right. I don't need to be here, so exactly. I'm going to go. Exactly. <laughs> and it's, it. I mean, I think it's important to maybe, like, show things rather than necessarily, I mean, it's important in a relationship to communicate no matter what. Mm-hmm. But you do have to learn how to communicate right. and and kind of show your changes for sure and like you don't necessarily have to like call them out every time they're happening no definitely not yeah yeah so do you you think your therapist has helped your current relationship more so than like so much just dating yeah yeah so much so that like i'm struggling today because i haven't seen her yeah in a little bit and like you know probably shouldn't be so reliant on my therapist but sometimes it's like you know Tell me what to do because I know that what I want to do is not the answer. Yeah. I mean, people seek, like, uh, psychics and stuff for that reason. Right. That's it. I've done that. That was I need to see a psychic. It was interesting. It was, it was like going to therapy. I will say that. It was, like, kind of validating what I already knew. Right. Except I went into it as an open-minded skeptic. I was, like. There's no way this is this is gonna be bullshit. And then I went into it, and she knew all these things. Right. It was like drinking tea leaves. It was crazy. That's crazy. But she knew all these things, and I was like, well, I guess I she she basically told me things that I already knew that I didn't really want to hear. Mm. And like, especially if it was like about a relationship or a guy or something, she'd be like, "He's not the one for you." So like, you should move on. And I'm just like, okay. Oof. You yeah. told me this, like, I'm not like I don't know. That shit scares me. Yeah, I saw I saw an astrologer who was like also a psychic. Yeah, she did make a lot of really valid points that a lot a lot of those are true today. Um, actually, might grab like grab those notes and look at them after this and see yeah. what has come true and what hasn't because it was yeah, a little over should. a year ago. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she makes she gives me like a pad of paper too mm-hmm. to like write down. Mm-hmm. Um, all the things and like some of them are just so spot on. It is kind of right. like spooky, but it's interesting. She doesn't tell you like literally what will happen. Mm-hmm. She just can sense what feelings she gets from right from the vibe you're giving off or whatever, mm-hmm. but or or like feels something in the future coming. Right, right. But not necessarily t- exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's part of the scam. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. Um, so has anyone in your family suffered from any mental illnesses? Um, I, yeah, I have an aunt who suffers from bipolar disorder. Okay. Yeah. And have, like, I know growing up, I didn't really understand what that was. Now I have a way better understanding. I've interviewed Mm -hmm. a bunch of people with it, but did you know what that was, like, really when you were growing up? I didn't, no. I had no idea until... Until I was, like, at least probably 16, mm-hmm. 17, 18. And has yeah. that – has that relationship – or do you guys have a close relationship? No, none of us do. She has, like, a very bad case. Okay. Yeah, like, I have a friend who's, whose partner, whose fiancé has it, and mm-hmm. he's a fully functioning human. Yeah. Um, And then, like, there's the other side of the spectrum, which is my aunt, who mm-hmm. – you know, has a lot of, a lot of issues. Yeah, it's yeah. tough. It's tough. Mm-hmm. But 
do you think that's maybe why also your parents are more open about? Yeah, I think it definitely has something to do with it. I think, but I think my parents would have worked on themselves regardless of it. Mm-hmm. This issue, yeah. yeah. So, this is going in another direction, but I'm just mm-hmm. curious. What was like your worst date that kind of like left you mm. either feeling like, will I ever find love, or just it was almost hilariously like bad. <laughs> um, my worst date was probably when I got set up with this guy um, through a, a close friend who I thought knew me mm-hmm. until they until- set me up on the date. <laughs> and he was really short, like shorter than I am. I'm 5'7". Okay, that's really um, short. And he was just like, he had just come back from Burning Man and like, all he wanted to do was talk about Burning Man. And then, like, I tried to get to know him and ask him a few questions. And he was like, what is this, an interview? Uh, and I was like, yeah. like It's what huh. dating is. It's an interview, basically, anyway. Yeah, exactly. I had my friend call me and pretend to be sick. I left. And then oh, he like texted the me deal. the next day being like, let's go on another date. I was like, are you nuts? <laughs> Like, how do you not see the clear signs? That's really weird to me how guys don't get that. It's it's delusional. And then I had another date that I thought went really well. Um, And I was so confident that it went amazingly Mm -hmm. that at the end of the date, I was like, you can kiss me now or something like really putting myself out there. And he was like, I'm going to go. And I was like, what? (gasps) And it was so embarrassing and horrifying because, like, I actually liked the guy. Yeah. That I kind of, like, stuffed it down and tried to forget about it. Yeah. And then I ran into him at a wedding, like, a few months ago. Oh, my God. And I had, like, tried to forget it so hard that I didn't even remember that we went on a date. Like, I'm not even kidding. Really? Really pushed and it down. really pushed it down. And I was like, hey, what's up? Like come sit, come chat. Like, I feel like we've never spoken. Just because he's, like, in my circle-ish, like, the peripheral. Yeah. And he comes over, and he's like, what do you, are you, are you okay? (laughs) And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, we went on a date. What do you mean we've never spoken? We went on a date. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, to, like, he mentioned the place. Yeah. And the second he mentioned the place, I was like, it all came back to me at once. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, my God. And I was so vulnerable and honest. And I was like, I forgot about that date because I was so embarrassed about the way that it ended. It was legitimately traumatic. And like, I'm, I just had to block it out of my, my memory. Yeah. And he was like, that's so sad. Like, why? Like, why? And I was like, because like, I reminded him, I was like, you know, I was like, you can kiss me now. And he's like, I need you to know that, like, I was dating someone who I now live with when we went on that date. Like, it was, like, beginning stages. Yeah. He's like, and it was the timing. He was like, I just felt bad. He was like, I actually really had a great time with you. I would just have felt bad kissing you at the end of that date, like, knowing that, like, I'm about to start dating someone. Yeah. I'm thinking to myself, like, fuck that also, you know what I why mean didn't like you just tell me that or why did you go on a date with fine me? that he didn't tell me but like you know 
as a man who, as like a hetero man who like is usually unfortunately the one who like defines it, yeah. you know, like if you've already made up your mind, don't go on a date. Right. Like if for us, it's different. If the, if like if the guy hasn't defined the relationship, we're going on that date. Yeah. You know, because who the fuck knows? It's beyond our control. Right. In a lot of ways. But we don't have anything to lose either. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But like, why? Why would a guy go on a date knowing he's about to define with a girl? Was he just like, oh, let me just see? Yeah. This one last girl, maybe she'll. Yeah, and now you're like a test or something, right? Like like, no, and then then he's like moving in with the the girlfriend soon, and I was like, so are you like excited to spend the rest of your life with this woman? And he's like, I'm not sure. He just sounds like he needs therapy. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, okay, Mm, this is like, I'm like, guys like you are why I don't trust anyone. Yeah, in my life. I mean, that's such a mind fuck. Such a mind fuck. Taking you on this date, you're having a good time. Obviously enough where you like him. Right. He's not just like a dud. Right. Like not giving you anything back. And then feeling bad. I mean, that's just like, at least at that point, just be like full disclosure. I just started seeing someone and I can't stop thinking about her and I'm having a good time with you, but it's wrong. Exactly. Why are men so afraid to just open up about because they don't be honest know what emotions are (laughs) because they've never faced them yeah and then it just all comes out yeah when someone lumps them and then they murder and then they murder us (laughs) have you had any friends that have suffered from mental illnesses or anything like that my friend who came on the show he brought he brought on a guest who he went to college with who ended up being bipolar Mm -hmm. as he found out in college and they went to school together so he kind of saw the whole thing happen has that ever happened to you i know a lot of people that um suffer from borderline Mm -hmm. personality disorder i think it's like a lot more common than we realize Um, i totally agree yeah i think a lot of people don't even realize they have it yeah exactly and so i think that is definitely one um and I have a lot of friends who've gone through the childhood trauma and things like that, mm-hmm. but I don't have any other friends that have like serious defined mental illness and and, de- and depression. Like yeah. I had a friend who was so depressed she she didn't finish college. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know nothing, nothing else yeah. really that comes up comes yeah. to mind. I wonder if that's part of growing up in New York too, because you're not really. You could easily not see someone for, like, months but live down the street from them. Yeah, it's crazy. It really is crazy. So I'm curious. You have this podcast on relationships and mm-hmm. dating in New York and just dating in general. It's sort of grown into this big thing. But do people think you're, like, a relationship therapist now? In a of lot that? of ways. Yeah. In a lot of ways, yeah. I think I get messages that I'm like, you should – be asking your therapist this. Yeah. Um, but I think also many people realize that I'm just going to tell it to them straight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not always right. Right. I definitely, you know, could easily be wrong. Right. And you're but, sharing your opinion. Exactly. But if I hear a situation and you tell me the facts and I'm like, mm, it sounds like this is a fuck boy or it sounds like she's not interested, I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Um, whereas a friend might 
skirt around the issue right, and be like, like, oh my god, they like you so much. Yeah, like, don't worry, babe. Like, yeah. They're just like, they need time. Yeah. Like, no, like, they, you know. They probably lost their phone. Right. Like, they're probably having a stressful day at work. Right. Like, no. Um, if they're not, if they haven't followed up for that second date within 24 hours, you can move on. Yeah. I think that's important. So how does that does that take a toll on you just like getting all of these messages and people constantly like because they it yeah. it is interesting like when you have a, this platform people almost forget like you're like a real person and that you have yeah. your, own, your own issues your own life yeah ask you all these things which is so great it's really great to interact with like mm-hmm. your followers and your audience and things but it can wear on you a lot. It definitely can, and actually my boyfriend is like, you need to, you know, like, I, I was on the phone with a friend who was going through something on on Monday when we were at the airport, and, like, I got off, and he's like, another friend whose, like, problems you're taking on, and I yeah. was like, yeah. Yeah. Like, and it does. It definitely does. Um, I would say it's it's... A little bit easier when it's just, like, a DM I can read quickly, give a response to, and move yeah, on from. totally. Um, but it's the more emotional ones that definitely wear me down a little mm-hmm. bit. Like, if someone's, like, you know, my dad just died, and, like, I don't know how to bring it up, and, like, or, like, I'm getting surgery, and I feel like he doesn't care. Like, I really have to think and, like, dive deep. Yeah. Because, like, those are not, like, joking matters. Right. And um, it's not something, like, you've necessarily been through either. For so sure. Like, I and I don't want to, like, give someone the wrong advice, God forbid. Um, right. And then they're, like, come back for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> what did you give me? Like, right. worked out terribly. Right, exactly. Um, so it's just, it can be sensitive. But for the most part, it's, like, you know... Pretty pretty surface level stuff. Yeah, well that yeah I could see DMs being much easier to, mm-hmm. and they're probably more simple, um, on simple terms right. like like the guy I went on a date with, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, but that's interesting because you do have these other things going on, so I'm curious to how that. Yeah, it's funny. Like I like no one like not that I want this, but no one's ever like, what's going on with you? Yeah. Like how's your how's your relationship? Yeah, it's almost weird when people start asking you about yourself. Right. Like I I would be like, oh, I don't know. Like what Uh, I can't tell you that. Like I have to be there for you, you know. Yeah. You're like for my therapist (laughs) right know. But yeah, I mean I go through the same thing. Like people ask Mm -hmm. me things and I'm like Maybe it's just because we're both willing to, like, talk about these things so openly, but people will come to me and I'm like, well, I mean, my friends do it, too, even with relationships. Right. And I'm, like, not some guru. Like, I don't know necessarily. For sure. You just give them the advice that you... Wish that you could do. Wish you could take. Wish you could take. Exactly. Um, Well... Thank you so much for coming on, Lindsay. Of course. This, this has so been so... Fun. I feel like I really needed this. Yeah. This is like a therapy session it, in itself. I always feel that way after yeah. coming on and talking to people. It's amazing. It really is. Yeah. We'll come back anytime. I would love to. Amazing. Especially if this adorable dog who yeah. is so well-behaved yeah. is sitting in the corner. He looks like he's wearing a t-shirt. I know. It's like a little cape. Um, do you want to share your Instagram? Yes. All your Instagrams and websites. For sure. Um, follow me at We Met at Acme on Instagram. My personal is Linz Metz, L I D L I N D Z M E T Z. 
Um, our website is wemetatacme.com if you want to get some merch. Wemetatacmeshop.com. Um, but it's also on the the website, wemetatacme.com. Um, and check out our podcast as well. Um, do our poll questions in the Instagram. They're so fun. Um, and for those who don't know what Acme is, it's... Oh, Acme's a yeah. bar um, on the Lower East Side that Yeah, I think I might need to go to yeah. tonight. Really? <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> meet, meet, there. meet me, people there. Meet me at yeah. Acme. Meet me at Acme. <laughs> we'll meet at Acme. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you.